Hi, welcome back. I'm your host, Robin, and you are now listening to my new podcast, Broken, Strength Under Control. In Matthew 5, 14 through 16, it says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. You have been called to be a light in this dark world we are living in. And today we will be talking about the armor of God. What are you wearing? Who dressed you? And I'm going to be coming out of Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. And that scripture just simply says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heaven in the heavenly places therefore take up the whole armor of god that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand stand therefore gird having girded your waist with truth having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Well, you know, when I decided to talk about the armor, um, the interesting title was, was what are you wearing? Who dressed you? So just like our natural man has to be clothed, our spirit man has to be clothed also. You know, you can get arrested for leaving your house without any clothes on. So again, just like our natural man has to be clothed, our spirit man has to be clothed too. And so, um, just like the covering we need for our natural man to protect us from the elements outside, our spirit man needs to be covered to protect us from the enemy's attacks. And so there are six pieces to the armor of God. You have the belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness, feet shot, your feet fitted with the gospel of peace, shield of faith, Helmet of salvation, sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And so I'm going to come, I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to break each one of these pieces down for you. And I'm going to put a little twist on it. I'm going to correlate certain articles of clothing that we use in the natural with those that we will use in the spirit. So the first one is the belt of truth. It is the belt that could be a belt that holds up your pants in the natural. So the belt of truth is the thing that holds your armor together in the spirit. And so the Roman soldier wore around his waist 
critical to their armor because it held the armor together securely. So the belt of truth, truth holds our spiritual armor together. The word of God is true. Standing firm with the belt of truth around your waist is standing firm in Jesus Christ and in the word of God. And so when you think about the belt of truth, we know that God's word is true. And so think about your natural man. So if your pants are too big in the waist, we put a belt on to hold them up properly. It is no different than our spirit, man. And a lot of times we would rather, for lack of better terms, to save face, don't want to really hurt anybody. We will operate in a place where it is really not truthful or convenient for others because we don't want to hurt them. We don't want to make them be dis- feel some kind of way about what they're doing. We don't want them to be disappointed. We don't, um, we don't want them to be looking, you know, funny or whatever. So sometimes we'll stretch the truth a little bit just for sake of not wanting to hurt the individual. But that is not a good way or a good place to operate in at all. Um, And I can tell you truthfully, this is a transparent moment for me. There have been times when I withheld certain things because I knew that the person that I was speaking to wouldn't have been able to handle those things. But God didn't call us to be that way. You know, we do still have to operate in a place of truth, but most importantly, in a place of love. And so the belt of truth is just like a belt that holds your pants up, except for it's holding your armor up in the spirit. Our next piece is the breastplate of righteousness. That would be equivalent in my mind to like a shirt that you would wear to cover your upper body. Just flow with me with this. Um, It's very important to the Roman soldiers armor because it protected all the vital organs to include the heart. Without it, a soldier could be fatally wounded or killed by a single blow to his torso. The same could also deflect the attacks. Righteousness is the opposite of sin. Righteousness is obeying God, which is held up by the belt of truth. It's no different in our lives today. So the breastplate of righteousness is held up by the belt of truth. No different. We have pants on and a belt holds our pants up. We need a shirt to cover us so that we're protected from the elements outside. You're not going to go outside without a shirt on. Well, some people might, um, depending on what the weather conditions are. But I'm just going to play the devil's advocate for a minute and say that we are in extreme cold weather. You're not going to go outside with snow on the ground and not have a shirt on. That would be foolish. 
Um, and it's the same thing. You're not going to just put part of your armor on to protect your spirit, man. You know, the enemy really doesn't care about who he uses, what he uses to send attacks against you. And then I, I'm going to put this disclaimer out there. Not all the time is it the enemy that's sending attacks. Sometimes God will use situations and circumstances to correct some things in our life. And so when you think about getting dressed and who dressed you, well, righteousness is God. That would mean that Jesus dressed you. Sin is the devil. That would mean that the devil dressed you. And so honestly speaking, you should never leave home not fully dressed. You can't go into work half dressed. Some people do. But you, your spirit man should always be fully dressed, fully covered. And I think about what it's like when we let our kids dress themselves when they're younger, right? You know, they'll go put together a whole bunch of different stuff that just don't match, don't make sense. And you're trying to figure out, well, how did you put that together? That's the same way God probably looks at us. Well, how did you put that together? Um, Because you are not completely dressed. Nothing matches. Nothing goes with nothing. And they don't see anything wrong with it. That's no different than us. A lot of times when we are caught up in situations and circumstances, doing things that we should not be doing, it doesn't look right. We know it's not right. Definitely don't look right to the Lord. But yet, you know, it seems like in that moment, it makes sense to us. And I can tell you, honestly, I'm totally guilty of that. Several times. Well, more than several, if truth be told. Um, where I was with people that I knew didn't look right for me. Not being a child of the most high, they didn't look right for me. But yet I still got involved, still chose to, you know, deal with them. And honestly, I was half dressed. Why? Because the my spirit man, I left my spirit man open and uncovered. And a lot of times when you leave your spirit man open and uncovered, you leave your spirit man for attacks. And there's a lot of times that the enemy know just what you like, how you like it. And it just show up, you know. And so we have to make sure that we are properly dressed, not just in the natural, but also in the spirit. The third piece is. Your feet fitted with the gospel of peace. Now, I looked at this as shoes to cover your feet. So just like you would not go outside in the snow without no boots or no shoes on, your spirit man has to be covered also. But with the gospel of peace. And so just as the Romans soldiers needed shoes to protect their feet, When we are in a spiritual battle, we don't always know what the terrain will be like. And they needed the protection on their feet from the rough terrain and 
to be able to stand fast against their enemy. We too need sturdy foundation to stand on gospel, which means good news. When confronted with a spiritual battle, stand firm, grounded in the gospel of peace. And so when I started thinking about that, when you run and you go jogging outside, you don't go jogging barefoot because the ground has different textures and different things like that. And you'll look around and your feet will be all tore up under the bottom. And so it's no different in the spirit. So when you're in a battle where there's warfare and there's attacks coming at you left and right, your feet needed to be planted solid on solid foundation. Your foundation is God's word, his principles, his will for your life. And so you're not going to be able to have an advantage if your feet are not planted and rooted in a foundation that's sturdy enough to withstand whatever you're battling and fighting against. It's no different than our natural man. You cannot go outside without shoes on. That would not be the most logical thing to do because if you had to run excuse me, or make a quick dash or break. You don't have no shoes on. Could you imagine how painful that would be to be on the, the grounds of outside? It's the same thing in the spirit. Could you imagine how painful it would be to be knocked down? And many of us have been knocked down, but you still have to get back up. And your feet, when you get back up, should be planted in a sturdy foundation, which is God's word. The fourth piece is shield of faith. Now, the thing that I thought about with this was, again, we're talking about elements outside. It's cold, it's snow on the ground. So I thought about a coat that protects you from the cold air, the wind that may be blowing. Um, in this time. So the shield of faith is something we must take up. You can't just put it on over your arm. We have to raise it up and we must use it. Faith like a shield is an active part of our armor against spiritual attacks. The reason faith is active and the shield of faith must be taken up is because your faith will guide your actions. So, you know, we make hundreds of decisions daily. Some take no thought and some can be bad if you developed bad habits. It's in our decisions, habits, and action we see how strong our faith is. Faith is not just a belief, it's believing and taking action. Making decisions and building habits are based on that faith and those actions are based on faith in the word, the truth in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I know I said a mouthful there. That right there just was kind of like, wow. When I read that and I, and I was, as I was writing it down, I thought about how many times did I give something to the Lord and said, Lord, I'm going to trust you with this. I got enough faith to believe that I'm going to come on, come out on the other side of this. All is going to be well. You know, I got the victory because of Jesus 
had the victory on the cross over 2000 years ago. You know, we go through all those semantics. We quote all those, you know, sayings and, and colloquials and cliches that we use when we are, you know, not willing to really give up control. And then really when we operate out of a place of no faith, we're telling God that, yeah, um, I know that you created me and you have the ability to do that, but I still think I can handle it on my own. I still think I can do this a little bit better than you. Um, and so that's like a slap in the face to me, to God, basically. Um, so your shield of faith is something that you have to take up. It's not something that you throw over your arm. It's no different with a coat. The coat protects you from the elements outside. And we were talking about snow and wind. You know, no one would go outside with snow on the ground. It's freezing, you know, and not be covered, not be protected. Shield of faith basically is just what I said. We make a lot of decisions daily. Some don't even take a thought to. Others do. But... When it's something that you cannot, when you don't trust God with it, what happens is, is your thoughts begin to take over. And then now you have put some action to those thoughts. Why? Because you didn't have any faith. Um, I can just tell you from personal experience, what not waiting on the Lord will do for you. So You know, as a woman, um, single mother, and I just knew I always wanted to be married. And, um, and so, you know, women put time limits on things. I don't know why we do that. I don't know why we're wired that way, but we just are. We just, you know, we put time limits on everything. Right. And so, Um, I knew that I wanted to be married and I kept thinking to myself, well, if I'm not married by this time, then I'm never going to get married. Okay. Well, again, we don't really know how God operates and we don't know which way he's going to do what he's going to do. So in my mind, I'm thinking that the person that I connected with was the person that God wanted me to be married to. And so, you know, we started planning this wedding and all different kind of things. And um, my pastor at the time, he would not do our counseling because he told me that, you know, that was not my mate. I needed to wait on the Lord. And I kept telling him that that he was my mate. And, you know, why would you say something like that? And, you know, again, anytime it's something that, you know, you feel like you have to just defend so strongly about maybe it's something that you shouldn't be doing. And that's what I had to learn. I put a timetable on when I thought I should be married. Okay. Well, I was married by the time I was 28 and divorced by the time I was 30 because he wasn't the person I was supposed to marry. And I didn't uncover that till I almost lost everything that I had being married to him. And in that, My faith took a turn for a different direction. 
because it was in that time where I literally was praying and seeking God wholeheartedly about that relationship, about that marriage, because I, I, I wasn't for sure anymore about me wanting to be married to this person. But I knew that if God told me that I was going to have to stay in them in the covenant, that I would stay and be the best wife possible. But I just didn't believe that. But I didn't have any faith enough to wait for who he did have for me. And so my decision was to take action because God wasn't moving fast enough. And sometimes we can think that we're hearing the Lord. Mm mm. I I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you better know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you know that you know that you know that that is God speaking to you before you get involved in a covenant with someone that has the potential of literally causing you to die a spiritual death so to speak, because that's what it did for me. He tried everything he could to break me spiritually, but God had a plan and he had people praying for me. And so we have to be careful about the decisions that we make because those decisions and habits and action is how strong we see whether or not our faith is. And when our faith is questionable, we make bad decisions. We develop bad habits. We do. Our actions are not good actions. Um, Our decisions are not good decisions. Why? Because we don't have faith. We're, We're not fully clothed. And so if you don't have a coat on, it's freezing. The wind is blowing. It's snowing. Um, and you're not prepared for the elements outside that you're about to face. Now you're going to end up sick. It's no different when your spirit man is not fully clothed. Your spirit man gets sick. You're tired. You're weary. You're complaining about everything because your spirit man is sick. No different than the natural man being sick. And when you're sick in the natural, you go get, you either go to the doctor, you get antibiotic, you go get some over the counter meds to counteract those symptoms that you're having so that you can begin to feel better. It's no different than our spirit, man. Okay. So I'm off my tangent now. Um, number five, the fifth piece is the helmet of salvation. Now, When I thought about the helmet of salvation, I thought about, again, we're talking about elements that are not your norm. Snow, wind blowing, freezing, cold outside. I thought about a hat that would cover your head. Because, you know, when your head is not covered, that in the natural, when your head is not covered... And you go in those type of conditions, of course, yeah, once again, what can happen? You can become sick. Now you have all this stuff in your in your sinuses, you're feeling it, you know, your head is hurting, your sinuses is throbbing, you know, and you'll you'll you just have aches and different things like that. 
it's no different. So the helmet of salvation is the thing that protects. At that time, the soldiers that protected their head from the attacks of the enemy. The helmet of salvation sits. It sets you apart. It outwardly demonstrates what team you belong to. So when you're playing football, they have helmets on to protect them from hits, to keep them from getting hurt and incurring head injuries. But on the outside of their helmet, the team that they play for is on the outside of that helmet. It's no different than the helmet of salvation. Your helmet should look different than that of which that comes from the enemy because you represent Christ. A hat, you don't have to have a label on which team you're on in the natural, right? So salvation is to be saved or delivered from something. Biblically, salvation is being saved from the punishment of eternal death. Protects us from the enemy's attacks. Since most of the attacks we suffer spiritually are manifested mentally and physically. That right there just kind of just sat with me for a moment as I began to look at that. Because that is the biggest battle that we have is in our mind, in our thoughts. And so a lot of times I find myself personally pleading the blood of Jesus over my thought pattern. Because when I tell you my mind is creative and can go there, oh yeah, it can go there. Like probably most of y'all, it can go there. And then it physically drains you. When you are mentally drained, it drains you physically. And I can tell you there's been so many times in my own personal life where mentally I was all over the place. My thoughts were all over the place. I questioned whether or not my salvation was even worth all the things that I was looking at and dealing with and facing and enduring. And then I began to think about Jesus being on the cross, the things that he endured on my behalf. And so was it okay for me to feel that way? Well, most would say no, because of what he went through for me. But at the same time, you know, when you're in a situation or you're going through a trial or a challenge in your life, you don't really think about anything like that. The only thing you can think about is, is Lord, how can this stop? I don't want to feel this way. I'm physically tired. You're tired because you're not resting because your mind has not shut down enough for you to rest. And so again, yet you're operating not fully dressed, not fully dressed at all. So you've left your head uncovered in the natural and in the spirit, right? And you're sick mentally and physically. You're mentally sick because you won't relinquish control of it over to the Lord because you don't have any faith. And the devil plays on your thoughts. It's in our thoughts that we develop those habits that we act on, right? It's no different. So our salvation is the thing that guarantees us 
our place in heaven. If we walk according to God's purpose and his will. No, we're not going to do it perfectly. God knows that. That's where grace and mercy come in at. But because of the love that he has for us, when he sees us, if you've repented for the sin that you have done in your life or in that moment, you repent and ask God to forgive you for it. And then you turn from it. He sees his son when he sees you. We are all still yet one of his and he loves us all the same. And so he doesn't love me any more than he loves you. You know, just because I'm trying to live according to his word. I don't always make the mark. I don't know anybody that does. And anybody that says they make it every time they're lying. Truth is not in them. Okay. Um, So the The helmet of salvation protects our minds in the spirit from the attacks of the enemy. Just like a hat in the natural protects your head from the elements outside. Okay, but last but not least, this is actually really my favorite part of the armor. And it's the sword of the spirit, the word of God. The sword can be used for defense. It's not really a piece of armor. It's a weapon. So the Roman gladiators, known as the sword that conquered the world. I'm sorry, let me back back up. The Roman gladius is known as the sword that conquered the world. Those were the, the swords that the Roman soldiers used. The swiftness in close combat made the Roman warriors lethal. The double-edged sword with tapered point could pierce through heavy metal armor. So Roman soldiers' primary weapon was a sword and our primary weapon is a spear. Let me say that again. Their weapons, the primary weapon that they used was the sword and our primary weapon is the spear. The spirit is the the third person in the Trinity. The father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. Third person in the Trinity. The spirit will lead and guide you. The spirit will go to God on your behalf. The spirit will make utterance and groanings and travailings that the mind cannot comprehend. The spirit is that's what the spirit does. And so um, we can't walk around here with swords in the natural because, yeah, you can get arrested for that. I tell people all the time I keep a spiritual machete sharp. Why? Because you just never know when you're going to have to cut some devil's heads off. And my thought process is I'm going to cut you now. Ask questions later. That's just me. I know. That's probably not always the most logical thing to do. But when you are in a constant battle, keep in mind, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. We're fighting against principalities, the dark rulers of this age and in this time. And we are living in a time of uncertainty. The world is dark. 
And that's what we're fighting up against right now. So you have to be strapped. You have to be prepared to take on that fight. So just like in the natural where you literally cannot walk around with a sword because people would think you were crazy for one. And like I said, you would get arrested for two. But our spirit has to be covered as well. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes in at. So the word of God is the scriptures, the Holy Bible. Jesus used the word of God against the devil when he was tempted in the wilderness. Every time the devil tried to scheme, Jesus used the word of God. He is the word. And so if we haven't learned anything else with the armor, is is that you know that you have to have your loins girded up with the belt of truth. Your feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You have the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So even though we cannot, well, you can because we live in a land of freedom. But there are some countries where they're not allowed to carry their Bibles in public. They could be killed for their for that. Um, I'm very thankful and grateful that I don't live in a country such as that. But it should just. It should just motivate you and encourage you enough to say, okay, well, you know what? I need to know God's word because it's in that that's going to protect you from those things that you're fighting up against when it's a warfare and a battle going on. You don't show up to a battle with a knife and they got guns. You don't show up with um, a stick And they coming for you. They got swords. They're double-edged swords, right? And so when you think about covering not just your natural man and covering your spirit man, um, both should be covered. So your support system, who do you have around you? Who can you call upon to pray with you when your mind and your thoughts are racing and they're all over the place and you don't know which way to go? You don't know which way to turn. It seems like God is not hearing you, you know, and he's it just seems like he's silent, like he's turned a deaf ear to you, even though we know that, that that's not who he is. But what do you do in that? And so how do you prepare yourself? So before I close out, I would just like to leave you with this when you get dressed in the natural make sure that you're dressing your spirit man as well don't never leave home without your spirit man being covered that means that you should be taking some time in God's presence getting his heart and his ear for the day so that you can maneuver through the day Yes, he will block some things and probably block some things before we ever opened our eyes up for the day. But don't leave your spirit man uncovered because you wouldn't leave your natural man uncovered. And I hope that this has blessed you, that you've gotten something out of it. You know, um, 
I'm turning a different chapter um, in my life. And, you know, we're getting closer to the end of the year. I have officially transitioned in my to my new position. Um, and I'm very excited for what God is doing. My book will be available January the 11th, 2021. It is a significant date. I chose it for a reason. And as time goes on, um, I will disclose those reasonings behind it. Um, I have pages up on Facebook and on Instagram. I hope that you follow me um, so that you can stay abreast of what I have going on. This podcast have just taken a different turn. Um, and I'm so thankful and so grateful of how God have used this platform that he has given to me to be able to just to deliver some things that will be helpful um, to different ones in their lives. And so I would just ask that um, you continue to support the podcast, support um, my book that's coming out. I thank you for the love um, that everyone has shown me. And, you know, we are um, not we, but I am. The podcast is now available on these platforms. Anchor, of course, Apple, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Overcast, and Radio Public. Again, stay tuned for the book coming out in January um, the 11th, 2021. Um, I'm also going to start hosting some virtual sipping chats. They're going to be unique in itself, maybe even Zoom calls, virtual sipping chats via Zoom. I don't know. I'm going to be praying about it, y'all. And whatever God decides he wants to do with that, he's going to be able to do that. And I'm just going to trust whatever he gives me for that. Um, And so be on the lookout. Again, go to one of those platforms and like, subscribe, share it. If you haven't had an opportunity, um, the episodes are growing. If you haven't had time to go back and listen to the latest episode, please do so. And then share it with someone else. Again, I'm your host, Robin, and I want to say thank you for tuning in with me today. Be encouraged and know that I'm praying for you. Peace and blessings to you.